Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Marijuana has long been vilified as a gateway drug that will only lead to heavier drug use and increased crime. What we found was that crime doesn't necessarily rise in places where they legalize it. Weed has been legal in Michigan for several years and in other states for a decade, giving us hard data. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Going back to at least the 1930s, marijuana in American society has been a no-no. And maybe it was because of the 1936 movie Reefer Madness, maybe it was other things. But for about 80 years, there were all kinds of fears about what might happen if marijuana became legalized. I think the number one issue people used to was that it would increase to access to minors. They thought that there would be like increased adolescent use and minor use, which there was never any evidence of and didn't turn out to be the true. Secondly was crime, increase in, in crime. Uh, the others believe that there would be a decrease in adjacent property values. So if like you put a dispensary next to a residential area, then the residential area's property values would go down. I don't believe that that has happened. There's been no evidence of that. People think that there would be more because the the cash basis of the industry, meaning that like there are all these transactions are cash. They thought that there'd be more robberies and um, violent crime. The other thing that I heard a lot was the psychological damage that cannabis can cause, psychotic issues. But the biggest ones were minor use and then, uh, and then crime. That right there, that's the voice of Barton Morris. He's a local attorney who runs the Cannabis Legal Group, and he helped author Michigan's 2018 recreational marijuana law. So what was the response at the time from pro-marijuana groups in Michigan to the fears residents had? You're talking to the main person who was making those arguments on behalf of the industry because I was, I was doing all of these different uh, speaking events against you know, those guys. And first, we could easily rely upon the data, right? Like there's no evidence of that in, in any other state. So another reason that they had argued was increase in traffic accidents and traffic safety uh, was an issue. They thought there'd be more people driving around on the influence of marijuana. There's no empirical evidence of it, and they would say, well, it hasn't been long enough. When you have a dispensary and that's lawful and that's legal, it's carting people just like a liquor store does. And our arguments were, let's regulate marijuana like alcohol. Marijuana actually is safer than alcohol. There's no medicinal benefit to alcohol. So we would point out towards the lack of data that supports their position, but also the overwhelming continuing public opinion has always been in favor and is increasingly in favor of not only the decriminalization of marijuana, but also legalization. There are now 17 states in the U.S. that allow the legal sale of recreational pot, and that means the data set is growing. After Colorado and Washington legalized it in 2012, there wasn't much to go on, but things change. 
The next voice you'll hear belongs to my Odyssey colleague, Mark Menard. He wrote an extensive study on the correlation between crime and marijuana legalization, or maybe a lack thereof. We want to take a look at the numbers and see what they bear out. And what we found was that crime doesn't necessarily rise in places where they legalize it. It also doesn't necessarily drop, which is what the other side was saying, that crime will drop. It really, it has no, no foreseeable impact on the numbers of, of crime. And, and, and the reason that is, you know, we talked to a number of different people, including a criminologist and economist at Cato Institute, who just happened to have done a huge report on this just a year ago. And he was very helpful to me in terms of like parsing out some of these numbers. What you see is that the numbers kind of stay steady. And the reason for that is that police are no longer policing marijuana crimes. And so they have time to devote to other crimes. <laughs> and so they arrest people for other things because they're not taking up their time doing the, the arresting and paperwork for small marijuana charges. And to me, what that says is you get a better quality of law enforcement. As we've discussed on this podcast before, numbers can be tricky, especially numbers that stand by themselves. Context is always important. So I asked Mark, and you can read his article at odyssey.com. I asked him about the setup. What were the parameters in this study? So we got the data from the crime database that the FBI has. What we wanted to do was take a look at, you know, what types of crimes, because there's all this, all this data, like you said. So we looked at violent crimes and we looked at property crimes as the two things that will probably be most affected by someone who is trying to illicitly get marijuana. Either you're going to beat somebody up for it or, you know, you're going to have a problem with a drug dealer who gets violent or you're going to steal something in order to sell it to get money to buy marijuana. We looked at those two types of crimes. We looked at a year before and the year after, and that's what we used for the article. But, you know, we looked further to make sure the trends were steady. And what we saw was that the year before legalization, the year of legalization, the year after legalization, is not a lot of change. Certainly not something that you could call as marijuana really did something here. What we found more than anything is that crime just kind of continues to follow the national trend. Remember what Mark said earlier, crime did not increase when marijuana was legalized, not according to empirical data. But crime also didn't go down either. Why did it hold so steady? I never thought about the shifting. Like, if I made five marijuana arrests a month, those five periods of time, I could be doing something else. To me, that might be the most important part of this because it affects everybody, whether you smoke pot or not. I look at it the same way, honestly. What everybody wants from law enforcement is quality of work. You don't necessarily need a ton of arrests if the arrests are just for the most minor of offenses that aren't going to really hurt anybody. What you want is them going after violent offenders. What you want is them going after you know, murderers. The police are having the time and, like I said, the bandwidth to go after harder criminals than just the guy on the corner who got searched because they're looking for somebody and they find him you know, with an ounce of weed in his pocket and off we go to jail. Whether people like them or not, regulations usually keep things safer. When I go to the barber, my barber is state certified. That makes me less nervous that I'll get slashed with the straight razor. Think about restaurants. Their kitchens have to be inspected so your food doesn't harm you. Legalizing marijuana removes a big danger, the black market. You know, what you're doing is you're taking away this whole phantom economy and you're making it to where governments can tax it. The black market is its own thing. 
And there's no recourse if you get ripped off on the black market. You can't go to the cops and say, you know, this thing I tried to illegally buy wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So, you know, when you take away the black market for any product, you subject that product to regulations, you subject it to taxes. You also have a recourse if what you thought you were paying for is not what you got. You know, the black market kind of disappears for marijuana in places that it's been legalized. And marijuana is a big product on the black market. So if you're trying to eliminate the black market, I would think by legalizing one of their top sellers, it's a pretty good way to cut the legs out from under them in those illicit businesses, so to speak. There was an article in Cranes, Detroit this week about Michigan marijuana prices cratering. According to Dustin Walsh, who wrote the piece, the price of an ounce of pot is down 75% since early 2020. There are too many grow operations and not enough dispensaries. So I had to wonder if the fear of what would happen if marijuana became legal served as an impediment. Few would know better than Barton Morris. Why aren't more municipalities permitting facilities? And is it because of the reefer madness concept? That's my thought. It seems like we have these two things and one has caused the other one. I don't know. Municipalities are taking their time because they're told that they can take their time. And there hasn't been a big demand like for a lot of cities around here. I'm in Birmingham right now. The city of Birmingham is kind of like, eh, we don't need that here. You know, it's not like they need the money. So they're just not moving towards that. Other cities are. And they're doing it slowly, though. They're doing it on their time. Like Ferndale. I remember I was at the meeting where they actually authorized one. People were like, that's just too little. Like, okay, we'll re- increase it to three, right? Recently, then increased it to four. You know, some cities, Berkeley started with three, you know, and then they went up to five. None of them are open yet, you know. So cities are increasing that number, but slowly at their own pace. So maybe there's no correlation there. We don't really know. But back to the fear. Remember, there is no data that shows crime rates increased following marijuana legalization. And Barton Morris says the fear over the sale of pot to minors also ended up being overblown, at least here in Michigan. I just confirmed with the CRA about a month ago, perhaps, I talked to them. So far, there have been no formal complaints or even investigations that they knew of at the time of underage sales. So just 30 days ago, I talked to the communications manager, David Harms, and he told me at that time, there's been no allegations of underage sales. And at that time, he he didn't know of any even active investigations. The price of marijuana right now is great for the consumer, but eventually the excess product will cause losses if it can't find a retail location. Should there be changes made to the Michigan law to cap the number of growers? Otherwise, what's going to happen? We will consolidate into a a smaller number of companies, and that's what's going to happen because changing the state law is going to be near impossible. Not just larger companies, but mid to large companies. They're going to control more of it, and that's the way it's going to be. Over time, there'll be more places to sell it. That's what's really necessary. More cities got to permit it, but I think that that's going to take 10 years to fully mature. That is not good news for the small business owners in marijuana land. On the other side of things, a spot of good news, marijuana legalization has not made cities more dangerous. It just hasn't. That does not mean everybody's going to change their mind about weed, but in reading Mark's article, you can see that a lot of people already have. Seeing truly is believing, especially when it comes to numbers. Thank you to both Barton Morris and Mark Menard for their help today. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at a-u-d-a-c-y dot com. 
Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.